He just wanted to make America great again. Isn't that an awesome goal? Who knew it would be so controversial? There'd be so much resistance in an effort to destroy him. They have to stop him. You know what's going on right now? Psychological projection. They are accusing him of the things they're guilty of. Democrats are guilty, I do believe, of undermining democracy. I think they want to destroy America. I don't think that's an exaggeration. And they clearly want to hurt people. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. This is the majority leader of the United States Senate, Chuck Schumer. That is a federal crime. Even if it wasn't a judge, you can't talk that way about anybody. This is a threat, and we all know it. And people made good on that threat. Yeah, they showed up at Kavanaugh's house. They were angry. They wanted to, well, actually, one person wanted to kill him, showed up with guns. Was he reacting to Chuck Schumer's uh, belligerent, tough talk there? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, now, let's take a look at Donald Trump on January 6th, huh? You remember that speech? Remember, they're about to indict him for January 6th stuff. We believe that it's going to be incitement. That might be one of the charges here, incitement to do violence. Let's just compare and contrast for a moment. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. So who's the criminal? Wow. How about that? How about that? Side by side. Schumer, we got to make this the most popular, most trending video in the world. You know what's actually hard to find on the Internet? What Schumer did right there? And he's breaking the law. Let's put up USC. This is the law they're trying to get Trump on, by the way. 18 U.S. Code 241, conspiracy against rights. Now, it's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, stay with us here. In two, if two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in any state, territory, blah, 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 in the free expression or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States, they get like 10 years in jail. Now, the justices, they vote. That would be a conspiracy to get them to not vote, right? Something like that. All those people in front of Chuck Schumer, they play games with all this stuff. They love to feel threatened. They say they feel threatened all the time. I'm talking about Democrats, but they're, tr they're playing this game right here. Check this out from, uh, I don't know if this is phony impeachment one or two, but look. The president implicitly threatened you in that call record. And now the president in real time is attacking you. What effect do you think that has on other witnesses' willingness to come forward and expose wrongdoing? Well, uh, it's very intimidating. It's designed to intimidate, is it not? I, I mean, I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think the effect is to be intimidating. Ooh, 
intimidating. She's intimidated. Did uh, President Trump say she would reap the whirlwind and she wouldn't know what hit her? No. Here's the tweet. This is constitutionally protected free speech. Yikes. It's kind of hard to read there, but uh, uh, everywhere Yovanovitch went turned bad. She started up in Somalia. How did that go? He also points out that President Zelensky did not like her. How about that one? But she's using these words, and Schiff is getting her to use these words because this is, this is a theory they're trying, right? The president threatening this is something they can prosecute him for. Well, I want to let you know, Ambassador, that some of us here take witness intimidation very, very seriously. Wow, that's scary almost, right? I mean, these are rogue prosecutors. He's a congressman, but they're all in cahoots trying to get Trump on trumped-up charges. And Zelensky did not like Yovanovitch. <laughs> you can look it up in the transcript. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100%. Now, I know people in the swamp sometimes think that they're bigger than elected politicians and somehow beyond criticism, but they're not. And if a president of the United States wants to say something about you, he's allowed to. But this crazy law, this, this general code that's not been used, I think, since like 1910, um, it's experimental and they know it. Explain that to me, Chuck. Well, sure, Katie, I'll try. Um, so we all have rights conferred upon us by the Constitution and the laws of the United States. We can, we can travel, we can publish, we can speak, we can petition our government, we can vote. Now, if somebody or somebody's, uh, if somebody conspires with others to threaten one of those rights, Katie, undermine one of those rights, oppress one of those rights, that's a federal crime. Ooh, a federal crime. And uh, you're about to see a victim according to them, of a federal crime. I wore a shirt that proudly proclaimed that I was, and I am, Lady Ruby. I wore that shirt on Election Day 2020. I haven't worn it since, and I'll never wear it again. <laughs> now I won't even introduce myself by my name anymore. I get nervous when I have to give my name for food orders. I'm always concerned of who's around me. I've lost my name, and I've lost my reputation. She got picked on once in a tweet by uh, President Trump. What's the big deal? It happens. This is still America. I'm sorry. What will the great state of Georgia do with the uh, Ruby Freeman mess? Why not just tell the truth, get rid of the turmoil uh, and guilt, and take our country back from the evils and treachery of the radical left monsters who want to see America die, make America great again. Uh, he didn't say that she would reap the whirlwind, that she wouldn't know what hit her, right? Nothing like that. Uh, this is her uh, relation. This turned my life upside down. Um... I no longer give out my business card. I don't transfer calls. I um, don't want anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. I haven't been anywhere um, at all. 
Well, she got herself to Washington, D.C. Look, these two women and the rest of them, they're drama queens. This is, this is oh, exaggeration. Obviously, this code, this law, though, they came up with it and they think they can get Trump on it. And those women I just showed you, th that's who they're thinking of. Actually, here's uh, one of those former federal prosecutors, one of uh, a thousand over on MSNBC. Take a look. So who is the victim? I'll give you an example. Uh, during the January 6th hearings in the House, we heard very compelling testimony from a woman who was an election worker, I believe in Fulton County, Georgia, and from her mother. Uh, and I'm blanking on their names. Shea Moss and Ruby uh, Freeman. I was going to ask you about them next, so I'm happy yeah. you went there. Well, thank you. Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Yep, those are the victims, huh? They're the ones who are covered under this law. They're going to try to get Trump over January 6th, election stuff, his objections to the election. I want to put that tweet up right next to Chuck Schumer. Again, which is I want worth. to tell you, Kavanaugh, <laughs> you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. All right, so on the left, Chuck Schumer is engaging in an outright threat of a federal official. On the right, Donald Trump is engaging in constitutionally protected free speech. Uh, something else they want to get Trump in trouble for is the Georgia phone call. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. Well, Brad Rappensberger, uh, who's kind of a skittish guy, let's face it, so maybe he was genuinely afraid, but he's overdoing it. In his book, he writes as follows after that phone call. I felt then and still believe today that this was a threat. Others obviously thought so, too, because some of the Trump's more radical followers have responded as if it was their duty to carry out this threat. So we're all supposed to talk like babies, right? We're all supposed to talk like there's some maniac in the room and we're in a hostage situation and you have to be very careful because somebody might do something crazy. That's not America. That's not how it works. Again, this is a threat. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. That's the thing that Smith, Jack Smith, should be prosecuting, this kind of stuff. Um, but he won't because he's a hitman. Yeah, he's kind of like a hitman, hired with a mission to get Trump. Now, he's clearly unqualified for this position. I'll show you how. Uh, he's married to his wife. That's nice. Uh, her name, I believe, is... Uh, well, I'm not sure what her name is, but they're married, and that's great. I do know this. She works with Michelle Obama. She, has she makes movies with Michelle Obama, and she's given money to uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats. That's a problem. I mean, when, when the Attorney General told us about this Jack Smith guy who was going to make everything right, he said this. Throughout his career, Jack Smith has built a reputation as an impartial and determined prosecutor who leads teams with energy and focus to follow the facts wherever they lead. As special counsel, he will exercise independent prosecutorial judgment to decide whether charges should be brought. 
all right, sorry, but he's violating his own regulations. The regulations specify that when appointing a special counsel, the special counsel, it's got to be a couple of things. It's got to be a lawyer. It's got to be this. got to be that. But also shall be a lawyer with a reputation for integrity and impartial decision making. That is not this guy. Absolutely not. He should be ineligible just because the Michelle Obama connection. Plenty of lawyers in Washington, D.C., and there's also this, this strange mystery around the guy. This is a biography of Robert Mueller. You can find it on the Department of Justice website. This is what's on the DOJ website for Jack Smith. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Uh, not a damn thing. You put those guys right next to each other and you see something is, uh, something's wrong. Now, one of the reasons why they're not posting his biography is because he screwed up a lot of stuff when he was the public integrity chief. Uh, he went after a governor of Virginia who was perfectly innocent, and the Supreme Court ruled 8-0 to zero that the prosecution was out of control and unjust. In a unanimous decision, the justices voted to overturn former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald's corruption conviction, sending his case back to a lower court. 8-0, to zero, did you hear that? One of the justices was recused for some reason. That's a lot of Democrats who knew that this guy was unfairly persecuted, prosecuted by uh, Jack Smith and his team over there at Justice. This happens a lot, to Republicans especially. Do you remember the late senator from Alaska? His name was Ted Stevens. Um, watch. A federal judge is ordering the release of documents in the case against the late Senator Ted Stevens. The judge denied motions to steal a report that found misconduct in the corruption case against the Alaska lawmaker. A jury convicted Stevens in 2008 on corruption charges, but the case was dismissed after the Justice Department admitted wrongdoing. All kinds of wrongdoing. Uh, they were lying. They were keeping evidence from the uh, defense. I mean, there was serious misconduct. And an FBI whistleblower actually brought it to light that Jack Smith goes around calling himself Mr. P integrity, Mr. Public Integrity. He was the section chief. There are all these screw ups uh, before, during and after his tenure there. So what did they do? It was really embarrassing. They had to get him out of there. They sent him to Tennessee. Jack Smith, the head of the Department of Justice's Public Integrity Section, will leave his post at the end of the month to become the first assistant U.S. attorney in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, does that sound like a promotion to you or a demotion? Hmm? They had to get him out of Washington, D.C. to Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's great. A lot of people are moving there. But if you're, you know, in the career of justice, go for U.S. attorney, not assistant U.S. attorney. It was a demotion. Uh, he's a bad guy. He has no business being here, but that's what we have. You know, the whole system is out of order right now. Who remembers the movie and Justice for All with Al Pacino when he flips out in the courtroom? Very entertaining. And he was right. I mean, the system, it's a beautiful system on paper, but there is so much corruption. And I think it's going to take a miracle, quite frankly, to get Donald Trump out of this mess. But miracles have a habit of finding Donald Trump. And we'll be right back. Uh, listen up. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion and gold was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, $23 trillion and $1,500 an ounce. And today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually and another $1 trillion on defense and Democrats in office, do we really think the spending is going to go down? 
A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. Well, the oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vaccines plunging valuations and higher interest rates, more companies are going to just walk away. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs, top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax, and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold or silver, Plus, you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-309-9181 for a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now. Write this down. 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Sometimes you just say it out loud. Freudian slip or what? I think we should believe him. I have my suspicions, don't you, about what went down in 2020? It's okay. It's still a free country. We're allowed to do these things and say these things, especially after he said that. Anyway, I want to talk about this form uh, 1023 from the FBI. It's a big, big, big deal. And what's in here is uh, shocking stuff, all right? Now, it's all from a, well, somebody we don't know. They call him a CHS, a confidential human source. Now, this is not just some, you know, somebody calling into the FBI tip line and hanging up. This is somebody the FBI knows, values. The FBI probably even pays this person for information. This is a significant, what they call, law enforcement slash intelligence product, okay? And we're going to go through it right now. We got to point out this guy, Zlochevsky. He comes up uh, throughout this uh, document. He is, he's been described as the founder of Burisma, one of the prime movers uh, behind Burisma, and uh, an all-around criminal, okay? But uh, lots of people are criminals in Ukraine. And let's go through the document. Zlochevsky replied when he was confronted with all these problems, uh, something to the effect of, don't worry, Hunter will take care of all those issues through his dad. That's why they hired him. The confidential human source suggested it would be best, though, if Burisma simply litigate the matter in Ukraine and pay some attorney $50,000. Zlochevsky laughed at the CH's uh, number of 50000 said that it costs $5 million to pay one Biden and $5 million to another Biden. The confidential human source asked Zlochevsky how many companies bank accounts Zlochevsky controls. Zlochevsky responded it would take them, investigators, 10 years to find the records of the illicit payments to Joe Biden. Uh, the confidential human source clarified Zlochevsky said he had a total of 17 recordings involving the Bidens, Two of the recordings included Joe Biden and the remaining 15, uh, they, they included Hunter Biden. You know, the fake news can ignore this and, well, they are. Uh, they are ignoring it. 
NBC News, this document is uncovered last uh, yesterday afternoon. No mention whatsoever on their main program. Same goes on ABC World News Tonight. Uh, the CBS Evening News, with who's ever anchoring it right now, no mention. Uh, Nor O'Donnell, I'm sorry. And over on Fox, it's, it's hit or miss. It depends what show you're watching. I notice they're kind of free to do their own thing over there, and uh, you can tell the Trump haters, and Neil Cavuto doesn't seem to be a big fan and, uh, and is protecting the Bidens. I'm sorry, but that's what it looks like. If you put all this stuff together, it's not just this document we have. We have from the House Oversight Committee, and they figured this out by looking at documents at the Treasury Department. The Biden family and associates allegedly received $17 million from Ukraine, and they split it up among family members, all kinds of family members. These are just some of them, uh, you know, grandchildren. It's uh, a very well-tuned machine, money laundering machine, but it's, uh, it seems like it's a, a machine. When the FBI found out the statement was public, uh, they put out a statement. We have repeatedly explained to Congress how critical it is to keep this source information confidential. Today's release of the 1023, at a minimum, unnecessarily risks the safety of a confidential source. Now, a couple of things. This, to me, validates the credibility of the confidential source. If they're concerned about his well-being... And the FBI and the United States government, we have the resources to protect the confidential human source. We have a witness protection program. We have armed agents. We have security. We can help this guy, and we should. Also, they shouldn't be surprised if this thing leaked. It was going to... It wasn't even leaked. It was released, I should say. Uh, I hope they prepped the confidential human source for that eventuality. Look, the whole country went bananas over this guy and his dossier. That's Christopher Steele. Remember the Steele dossier? Talk about totally uncorroborated, totally unverified, totally unvetted, but they didn't care. It was all a scheme to get Trump. They could put this silly document in front of him and then say, well, we told the president about all this salacious stuff and uh, hotel rooms, you know the rest. They literally got off on it. I'm sorry, but Comey? This guy was so excited to tell this story. I was about to stay behind to talk about allegations of the president being involved with prostitutes in Moscow. And I thought, that's got to be my focus. He was about to tell Trump about the Steele dossier. Salacious, unverified, and so explosive that Comey suggested everyone else leave the room, which they did. How graphic did you get? I think as graphic as I needed to be, I did not go into the business about um, people peeing on each other. And he interrupted, started talking about it. You know, do I look like a guy who needs hookers? I didn't answer that, and I just moved on and explained, sir, I'm not saying that we credit this, I'm not saying we believe it. We just thought it very important that you know. What was the look on his face? He was very defensive. See, all the little gossipy details, but they said right at the beginning, salacious, unverified. Nothing whatsoever supporting any of this stuff. Whereas this 1023, we've got corroboration coming in literally from all over the world. And Comey, what he did there, bringing it to the president, well, he's a it's actually exactly what he said it wasn't. It was in the tradition of J. Edgar Hoover. I was worried very much about being in kind of a kind of a J. Edgar Hoover type situation. I didn't want him thinking that I was briefing him on this, 
to sort of hang it over him in some way. Yeah, that's kind of what was going on. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover would do that, too. Uh, Mr. President, we have this material of you uh, being with uh, Marilyn Monroe and whatnot, but uh, don't worry. We're going to do everything we can to keep this secret. Your secret is safe with us, i.e., keep J. Edgar Hoover on the job forever. Anyway, the Bidens, did, he, did the FBI director ever go to him about the 1023? Maybe it's time. I notice whenever Biden is confronted with stuff about Burisma, Ukraine, Hunter, he really loses his cool. We all know Trump uh, has been messing around in Ukraine over there. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there. You're, you're selling access to the president just like he was. So you you're a to... damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one That's has proved that. No? You said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? I... Get your word straight, Jack. Well, he confronts him and his face at one point when he first mentioned Ukraine and Hunter. If you look closely at his eyes, I know it's hard to see here. Uh, I'm telling you, there's fear. There's fear. The face is clenched, but... There's fear in his eyes. That's what I see, at least. I also saw it at one of the debates. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow-up. Please respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up. this is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. So the part where he first says, Donald Trump first says corrupt politician, the eyes of Joe are popping out of his face. This is a man who's afraid. Uh, am I a body language expert? No. But am I, am I seeing what we can all see? Yes. And I also think this is a sign of guilt, how he handles these uh, inquiries compared to President Trump, who's innocent. Watch. We did nothing wrong. This is a whole hoax. This is just like the Russia, Russia, Russia deal. This is like the fake dossier. But here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question. Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White House? I had every right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there and I took what I took and it gets declassified. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? Well, I know is this. Everything I did was right. We have the Presidential Records Act, which I abided by 100 percent. I have the right to declassify as president. Were you Case closed. We'll be right back. You're looking at Marianne Williamson, the best-selling author, political activist, and spiritual thought leader. Uh, over three decades, she has been a leader in spiritual and religiously progressive circles. The author of 15 books, including uh, A Return to Love. Who didn't have that book around the house, right? Uh, more recently, she has run for office. She ran for Congress. In 2020, she ran for the presidency and made the debates and uh, really made some interesting points. Take a look. 
We don't have a health care system in the United States. We have a sickness care system in the United States. We just wait till somebody gets sick, and then we talk about who's going to pay for the treatment and how they're going to be treated. What we need to talk about is why so many Americans have unnecessary chronic illnesses, so many more compared to other countries. Hey, interesting point. Marianne Williamson, welcome to Newsmax. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, real quick, on that question, why is it that we have all these uh, problems, these illnesses that other countries don't have? Well, for one thing, we have carcinogens and other toxins in our food, in our water, in our ground, uh, much more than other countries. You know, if you look at uh, uh, the ingredients in a ketchup bottle in Canada compared to the ingredients in a ketchup bottle uh, in the United States. Um, another example, of course, is our water. There, it is reported that PFAS, or forever chemicals, are in something like, I read, 46 percent of American water. You know, in Merrimack, New Hampshire, there's a company from France called St. Gobain that regularly spews uh, PFAS into the water in that area. What's interesting to me is that they would not be allowed to do this. It would be legally um, uh, impossible for them to do this in France. And like in many situations, companies that are told in their countries, oh, you can't do that, that would be unhealthy, you can't spew that carcinogen, you can't include that ingredient, so that's okay, I'll go over to the United States and I'll buy a company there. And uh, this is happening. We, we are so deregulated when it comes to the ingredients in our food and so forth, because the profits for these companies is placed before the health and well-being of the American people. This is a systemic issue, and American people are waking up to it. So Joe Biden's the president. He's the Democrat uh, nominee, or no, he's not yet. He was. He's not yet. You're, uh, you're running. How are you going to take Joe out? And uh, tell us a little bit about what you think is wrong with his presidency so far. Well, you know, the president is taking an incremental approach to ameliorating the stress that so many people feel living in this country. We've got one in four Americans who are living with medical debt. We have one-third of our people living on less than one, uh, $15 an hour, half of them unable to even find a home here. We have 85 million people who are uninsured or underinsured. We have 25 uh, We have half of our, our senior citizens living on less than $25,000 a year. So if you are in the top 20 percent of earners in the United States, the economy is doing quite well. But that 20 percent, it's like we're living on an island surrounded by a vast sea of economic despair. So the president is taking an incremental approach to ameliorating these conditions, but I believe we need fundamental economic reform. And the things that my agenda stands for are considered moderate positions in every other advanced democracy and represents things that the citizens in every other advanced democracy have. Universal health care, tuition-free college and tech school, paid family leave, and a guaranteed living wage. This is fundamental reform, and people on the both left and the right are recognizing that there's no reason why they have those things in other countries and we don't have them in ours. Now, look, I happen to be a conservative, and um, some of those issues I don't agree with, but I think you're, quite frankly, a force for good, and you speak out, and I liked it when you were on that stage. Um, and maybe we would agree on this. I th the media has been tough. <laughs> they don't tell the truth. I notice with you, they like to dwell on superficial things and inside baseball. And I think they're a real cancer in America. Uh, speaking of carcinogens earlier, give us your sense of the media in America today, please. 
Well, it's exactly what you just said. It has more to do with what we get clicks. It has more to do with what, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. It's a kind of gotcha mentality. And this is why some of the best and the brightest uh, people in America don't even want to run for office, because who wants to be exposed to that? It's not just scrutiny, it's smear. When there are so many people who are, they basically chop the wood and carry the water for whichever political candidate or political party they're interested in and uh, stoop to the most unethically low levels uh, in order to try to take out of the conversation the people that they don't want to be there. It's bad for our democracy. Like you said, it, it, it's way beyond whether we're conservative or liberal. And for that matter, you know, President Eisenhower said, Yet the American mind at its best is both liberal and conservative. You know, I think the worst part of this media narrative is that we have to be just all one or the other and polarized all the time. I don't think anybody has a monopoly on the truth. I think there are high-minded conservative principles and there are high-minded liberal principles. And often we have to remind each other about what they are. And I think, uh, as you're saying, the media did this. Too much of the mainstream media has cultivated this gotcha, adversarial mentality that's um, really very, very destructive to the public sector. And I'm, I'm glad that so many of us are, are concerned about it, although I'm even more concerned at how many people have just turned off to politics because of it. Now, respectfully, it might take a miracle for you to pull this off, but you know all about miracles, and I believe miracles happen. And um, But you would need support from Trump voters to become president of the United States. You would. And, you know, a lot of folks, myself included, really like them. We like the policies. We even like the style. Um, but for those out there, you know, if you could, if you got the nomination, let's say, make your case to the Trump voters. Why should they pick you? <clears throat> Well, I, I have heard a lot of Trump voters actually say to me that they would be interested in my candidacy. I want an America that's true to the values on which we purport to stand. I think that the Declaration of Independence should be our North Star. And when we allow it to be, this country does very well. And when we neglect those principles, we falter. All men are created equal. God gave all men the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Governments were instituted to secure those rights. And when the government's not doing its job, it's the right of the people to alter it or abolish it. Those are the principles that I believe should guide public policy. And I believe public policy should help people thrive in their lives, not so often thwart people's uh, dreams for making, uh, being as creative and productive as they might be. When you have 70% of Americans who report that they live with chronic economic stress, that means neither political party is doing what it should be doing to provide enough access to enough people uh, to the blessings of our democracy. Marianne Williamson, thank you for being here. For more information, everybody can go to Marianne2024.com, Marianne, uh, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E, 2024.com. Uh, good luck, and thanks for being with us. Thank you. You bet. We'll thank right you back. very much. Don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history? People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct 
of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100%. We're deeply proud of them, and they deserve better than you. Damn! <laughs> the Congressman uh, calling out the FBI Director Christopher Wray. He totally deserved it. Congressman Matt Gates was amazing that day. He was also pretty good when he filled in on the Greg Kelly show. Did you see that a couple of weeks ago? He might have been almost too good at that assignment. Just kidding. Congressman Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, joins us once again. Congressman, great to see you and um, well done seriously on this show and with Christopher Ray. Were you satisfied with that session? Uh, far more satisfied with the Greg Kelly reports team <laughs> than with the answers I got from Director Ray. It's interesting that the one fact he seemed to know was an obscure recruiting piece of data from Florida. He didn't know basic questions about how many times the FBI broke the law on his watch. And we hear time and again this promise of change, but every time a court or an inspector general or a congressional committee looks under the hood, we see how rotten it is with far too many of them. Just this past week, I was taking the deposition of the former head of the foreign intelligence uh, group that uh, was called the FIDF, and she said that everyone there had the ability to query U.S. persons in the 702 database, and they didn't even require approval to do it. That's how pervasive the violation of all of our rights has become. Yeah, you know, when he hit you with that thing about recruitment in Florida, it was like, yeah, he was ready. He was going to show you. He was going to show you. So he actually had staff do work to track down that data. It was ridiculous on his part. Very well handled. Look, what are you going to do about this Jack Smith? I mean, it's getting out of control. Looks like he's on the eve of indicting President Trump again. I uh, hear you got something cooking. I think every member of Congress should join my legislation to defund the Jack Smith investigation. And I don't need Jack Smith to tell me what happened on January 6th. I was there. I saw President Trump encourage people to peacefully and patriotically go to places where permits had been reserved with city government for lawful protest activity. And while anyone who did harm to police certainly deserves to be held accountable for that, you had so many Americans who had barriers taken down in front of them, and they didn't know that they were committing some technical violation of federal criminal law. Now Jack Smith is trying to weaponize the U.S. government against not just President Trump, but against our entire political movement. That's what people need to understand. This isn't even really about President Trump. It's about the fact that there are tens of millions of us who demand better from our current government than we're getting. And when we stand up for it, we're called domestic terrorists and extremists and nationalists. And the reality is we want a great country for everyone. Uh, I don't expect my legislation will pass. But I think every American deserves to know where their member of Congress is counted. Because, Greg, Congress has equities at play here. This is not some legitimate law enforcement operation. This is election interference, interference with a presidential federal election. And I think Congress ought to be saying more. Yeah. You know, one thing about the appointment of Jack Smith, it says right in the regulation, we looked it up, that he's supposed to be impartial. When you have a wife who's doing projects with Michelle Obama, that's great, but you can't be the special prosecutor. And what do you make of this federal law, this catch-all, uh, 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights? Um, <laughs> it's very general. It's somewhat vague. The way I read it, if two people yell, shut up, 
at someone else, you might be in trouble. And it seems like a very dangerous, uh, very much open to abuse. And I think that's what's happening right now. Well, you'll remember the honest services doctrine was clipped by the U.S. Supreme Court because of vagueness and the conduct wouldn't necessarily be definable and put a potential defendant on requisite notice. I think the reason that law was passed was so that like the EPA and the Department of Agriculture couldn't conspire to deprive you of your property rights. That type of an application would be more warranted than trying to use it to resolve a political dispute with someone who was engaged in lawful political speech in a forum, by the way, that was constitutionally contemplated. Everybody acts like January 6th required us all to be conveyor belts. Time and again, Democrats objected to states, to elections. I mean, I think the last time a Republican got sworn in, absent some Democrat objection to electors, it was George H.W. Bush. And so this was a forum to make a point, to make an argument. That's what it should have been. And criminalizing that argument really goes along with the Democrat strategy to deprive people of ballot access. Remember, this charge, this indictment, isn't an end unto itself. The goal is to try to do some tortured backflip into a 14th Amendment claim and then say, well, Trump may not be eligible to be on the ballot in certain states. So for the sake of democracy and the republic, the real goal is to deprive us of our choice on the ballot for president of the United States. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it? It's so much more sinister, really. I mean, they're, it's psychological projection. You know, they're guilty of what they're accusing uh, our side of doing. Real quick, Matt Gates, 15 seconds. Um, Ron DeSantis, what's going on there? You think there's any um, pulling out of this uh, nosedive he seems to be in? I worked hard to get Ron DeSantis elected governor of Florida in 2018, and I loved the days when Donald Trump was my president, when Ron DeSantis was my governor, when I got to serve the people of North Florida in Congress, and I may get those days again very soon, and I look forward to them. Truly, Greg, you're an absolute gentleman of a guy to let me come and take the reins with uh, this audience I know you love and care about so much, and you've got the best team in all of television. Working with them was a blast. All right. Thank you very much. Easy for you to say. He just drops by. Everybody's happy. It's one day. <laughs> Yikes. No, it's great. And uh, we beat CNN uh, the week before and the week after. But you kept the track going, and we appreciate it so much. I was so just much. carrying the baton for you, buddy. Just <laughs> carrying the baton for my, my short leg of the race. You're welcome back anytime. Believe me. And uh, thank you, uh, Congressman Gates. Uh, Matt, if I may, uh, thank you very much. We'll be right back. Have a great weekend, everybody. I will be back on Monday. All the best.